Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. This is Baka Bites, a show where we talk about all things anime and manga, from news to previews and all of our idiotic views. My name is Magically Average, and with me is a very special guest today, Mochi. Today we're going to be talking about boring business stuff, cosplayers defeating a World War II bomb, and plenty more. But before we get into all of that, Mochi, let's get a quick introduction. First off, how are you? I am fantastic. Um, thank you for having me. Um, yeah. Us, excited to be here. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's it's it's not often that that Frank or I hear people excited to be on the podcast. Normally, it's like you've we've had debate and pry and plead, like please. Just anyone else. We're getting sick of each other. Not nah, like you asked me, hey, you want to talk about anime? And I said yes immediately because any <laughs> opportunity that I can talk about something that I'm stupidly passionate about and like not be interrupted or like have someone equally as passionate in it, like I will jump at that opportunity. It always makes it easier to go on a podcast where you have a genuine interest in something and you're not forcing it, right? Oh, like, for oh, sure. I have to go sure. on a podcast to talk about what? Economics? Um, Absolutely not. No, you want to talk yeah. About, um, you want to talk about pirates? Um, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But Wait. give those pirates superpowers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're in our wheelhouse. That's what That's I'm talking different. about. That's a little different. Yeah. So I guess going into the history, like what, where did you first get into anime and manga or, you know, if either or, I guess? So this whole thing can be, um, I can blame my now brother-in-law uh, for getting me into anime. When I was a sophomore in high school, he's like, hey, you should check out this thing. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, it's like, he just gave me a show. It's called Your Lie in April. And I'm like, oh. and I looked it up and I'm like, uh, that's kind of like, 
that's anime, right? That's kind of weird. And so instead of watching that, um, I watched um, a different show that I didn't know was also anime. It, it's fair. I watched Fairy Tale, and I oh. watched that for a while. I'm like, um, this is pretty cool, but like not great. Let's watch the thing that my um, that my friend now brother-in-law recommended to me, and I watched Your Lie in April. After watching Fairy Tale, and you can imagine how that emo- uh, emotionally damaged me. Boy, I was like, boy, oh boy, what a what a stark contrast between those two. Yeah. So after that, I was just kind of hooked, and I had been and I'd been watching um, stuff here and there, but I didn't get into reading manga until a few years later, when I've I, I watched My Hero Academia up until the end of season two, which was where it was currently finished airing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I really like this show, and I want to I want more. And a friend of mine was like, Hey, you know, there's this thing called manga. It's based. This is what the show is based off. I'm like, That's crazy. Um, where can I read this? And he's like, so here's a website, go read it. So I read all of, I read as much as I could at the time. And I'm like, this is, this is insane. And that was probably when I like really deeply got into the anime and manga um, world. And I started watching, I, st- I watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, started watching Mob Psycho, Haikyuu, all this, all this stuff um, that just looks like so incredible. And then I found this little show called One Piece and then my world changed oh. forever. So- <laughs> Yeah, by, by worlds you mean your entire social life evaporated in in front of your eyes, and yeah. all of your friends oh, yeah. as you knew them slowly disappeared from existence. <laughs> I mean, it it helped because we were in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah, that's um, fair. That I started watching. Um, yeah, I started watching One Piece during the pandemic, and then I it took me a full year to finish it. And people are like, "Oh, it took you so long to finish it? it took me like like three four months." I'm like, "It's not." That's I reckon like you got to slow it down like watching one piece. Yeah. Take your time. That's my only recommendation. Like, first of all, watch the show. Second of all, take your time because you're going to want you're going to you're going to want more and you're going to wish that you took that you took more time with it. The only Um, anime I've ever done that with is Bleach. My my buddy had found the entire Bleach library as, as it existed prior to Thousand Year Blood War. And was like threw it on a hard drive for me. He's like, here you go. I was like, okay. And there was just one summer in high school where I was like, I was I probably had like a part-time job and just was bored later, like the rest of the day. And I was like, I'm just gonna watch Bleach. And I watched all what 364, 65 episodes of Bleach in a single summer. And boy, was that a grind. <laughs> that that's that it was a lot, so I couldn't even imagine someone finishing a thousand plus episodes in a three four month period. I, I feel like a year is a good chunk of time, right? That's oh, like sure. 80, 85 episodes a month, right around there. Something, something like that. So I mean, my sister, um, I I I keep telling every person I know that was like remotely re- interested in anime. I'm like, hey, you should give One Piece a try. And my sister being someone that I talk to frequently, I'm like, hey, watch One Piece. And she's like, fine, finally. <laughs> and she watched it in four or five months. And then, and like the second that she got caught up, she looked at me and she's like, where can I read this? I'm like, here's a, here's a website. And, and then she caught up, she caught up to the manga that night. And she, the next morning I looked at her and I'm like, how you doing? She's like, I'm empty. Yeah, I'm mentally and emotionally <laughs> drained. Like. She asked me, how do you do this? I'm like, oh, well, um, it took me about, like, a few weeks to get over that void in my <laughs> life that I, <laughs> where, like, that see, to-be-continued thing at the end of each episode. It's like, yeah, you right. have to wait another week to see that. 
This is why <laughs> you fill in those void areas with slice of life stuff. Which that's is what exactly I what like I told doing. her. Yeah. And that's exactly what I told her. And she's like, eh, nothing else really nothing else really gets me. I'm like, here, watch watch this. Watch this little um ditty called Spy Family. And then she fell in love with that. And then, like what boggles my mind is I tell these I tell people to watch these anime i'm like you're i think you'd really like this and mm. then they're like eh, i don't know about that and then like three months down the line they'll come back to me like hey i watched that thing you told me to watch and i loved it wow it's almost like i knew you yeah. would like it when i told you to watch it shocker yeah i <laughs> i have that same thing so my um there's one show that i i just i know i'll never be able to get her to watch and it's not it's not technically anime it's animated but it's it's close enough but my wife refuses, adamantly refuses to watch Arcane. And mm. it's it's just because it's League of Legends. And I'm like, sweetie, babe, listen to me. Ignore the fact that this show is built around the to- most toxic gaming community of all time. Ignore the fact that all of these characters mean nothing to you. Just know that this is one of the best animated shows to come out in recent years. That is not a, like, Japanese, you know, cartoon and she's like nope can't do it it's league of legends and i'm like son of a <sighs> fine like just, she I'm just refuses the, I, I think i'm in the same boat like i <gasps> but for but for a completely different reason not because it's league of legends but because of uh because it's 3d animation and i just have this like i have this weird thing about 3d animation where it just it, it just kind of it just kind of irks me a little bit it's, and totally turns me off of it initially. It's not like the really crappy like the CGI animation though. It's it's the pretty it's really crisp at least. But I that is fair. I I, and I cannot judge for that because Frank and I both have immediately stopped shows once we've seen like oh god is that three D? Nope. Yep. Yep. We're not. That's yeah. that's about as far as we're gonna get. Yeah. So yeah, that's that, fair. That happens to me a lot. I that's mean, fair. Not, too, not too much because I don't see a ton of it, but yeah, yeah, 3D animation is just kind of a big turnoff for me when it comes to a show. Is that your that your hot take? Oh no, that's not even close. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, let's get into what's your most anticipated because we're gonna roll into some news stories soon. But I want to know out of all of the shows that have been announced because there's been a, a freaking laundry list of shows for just like like winter and spring 2023 are there any either manga or anime too um that are slated to come out in the coming years that you're just itching to get your hands on well it was um season three i think i think season three or season two technically of mishoku tensei job was reincarnation oh yes yes okay and but then I read the Shibuya arc of Jujutsu Kaisen in the manga, oh. and now that is my <laughs> most yep. anticipated anime of, like, I think that won't come out until late 2023 or even 2024, but when that's animated, that, oof. I have, I have good news for you. It is, it is coming out in 2023, and... Uh. Yeah, Frank and I have debated on it. I I think it's going to be a fall, so it'll be later next year. Um, but it is 2023, so it, it it's on its even, way. I don't even know if I'm excited for it because yeah, I, I I read it all. I mean, I am. Obviously I am. But I read it and I just ugh, there were some chapters where I just like put my 
put my laptop down and I just like took a breath. Just it's it's always the same. Oh my. Like a lot of those a lot of those shonen series. I mean, we'll we'll talk about one later too, but there's there's plenty of series that I've read in recent years where I'm like I as a as a fan of the mediums, I cannot wait for this to be animated, but as a fan of the series, I am dreading yep. the moment yep. that I have to see these images. Like there's there's plenty of series I've done that with. Bleach was one cuz I read Bleach um, a while back and then started watching it when it was coming out on Toonami, like same with One Piece and Naruto. So I was like, yep, I was watching yep. like not to date myself because I'm old as shit. But like I was watching those when they were coming out, starting to come out in the United States. And like I, I was reading some of them simultaneously too. And I was just like, there's some parts where I was like, boy, oh boy, am I gonna just absolutely despise myself for having to sit down and watch this because I wanna watch it, but I know it's gonna destroy me. So Exactly. I, I feel you there. I definitely just feel you there. I'm just gonna. I'm just excited for it. Um. So those two, I would probably say, are my most anticipated. Obviously, I'm probably forgetting something. I mean, if you really want to know my my most anticipated, it's got to be One Piece. But that's. I've decided <laughs> to. I've decided to leave like all of my like favoritism for One Piece on the back burner because if I did bring <laughs> that forward, it would just be at the top of every single list that I ever make. I. Hey, man. I. I watched One Piece, like I said, when it was when it was airing, and I just it was something when back then I could not follow along because it was only on TV. I didn't have a right. way to stream it online yet. And then by the time they were like, "Hey, there's streaming sites now where you can watch this stuff," I was like, "I'm not really into anime and manga anymore." And then <laughs> I had like a full circle event where I came back into it, and by that point there was like 800 episodes of One Piece, and I was like, "Why? I can't get into that right now. I need mm. something lighter." So I, mm. I will, I'm making it a priority though, at some point when, when my life slows down slightly <laughs> to, to start going back into it because my, my wife and I are watching through Black Clover right now, which is That's one a, of my, I like that. it's one of my more favorite new age Shonen Jumps, I guess you'd categorize it as. Um, so we're watching through that. We're also watching through JoJo's, which is one of my all time favorite series. Uh, but at some point when we run out of longer series, I, we might, I might force her to sit down and be like, all right, listen, this is going to be a grind between the two of us, okay? It's not going to be fun at times, but we're going to sit down and we're going to watch through One Piece and we're going to like it. Like, just three or four episodes a day. That's, like, hour, an hour hey, and a listen, half man. a day. Listen, man, I, I don't know what you kids are doing with your daily lives, all right? But us adults over here, we've got shit to get done, all right? I'm busy all the time. <laughs> like, I, busy all the I time? Watch, what you, I watch... You? What are you doing? Are you what are you, what are you what are you a game caster or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you got school or something too? Jeez. Yeah. Complaining because you'd have school and a job? Wow, live the adult life. Work the eight I... to five. Drink <laughs> drink a gallon of coffee in the morning. Black, no creamer. Gross. Then you can talk to me. I know. No, I just drink a monster I like every Starbucks. morning. And I drink a monster at eight and I drink a monster at three and I'm set. Boom. <laughs> You're <laughs> timely. <laughs> Always on the dot. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah, when I when Regimented. I wake up, <laughs> when I wake up, crack a monster, hop on a bus. Then when I get off the bus on my way home, crack another one, and then I'm good till ten. Oh man, you sound like you're all business, and that gets us right into our first segment of the day, which is business, business, business. Are we doing this right? So we're gonna start off with our first big news story of this past week, where we've had some recent departures at major companies in the anime and manga industries. 
So like these are really noticeable um, and uh, kind of scary for the industry, honestly. So the first one is the Penguin Random House CEO, Marco Dole, announced his past this past Friday that he is resigning following the company's unsex, unsuccessful acquisition of Simon & Schuster. We had a story about this, I think, a couple weeks back where we talked about the potential acquisition between Penguin Random House and Simon and & Schuster that was halted by the U.S. Department of Justice, where they stated that the acquisition would have given Penguin Random House a, quote, unprecedented control and outside influence over which books are published in the U.S. and how much authors are paid. A federal judge upheld the ruling, but gave the company's time to reconstruct the agreement in a manner that was consistent with the judge's ruling. However, Simon & Schuster's parent company, Paramount Global, did not extend the purchase agreement and ultimately terminated, resulting in Penguin Random House having to pay Paramount Global $200 million in termination fees, which, woof, that's um, wow. that's pretty hefty. Yeah, uh, it, It's not light. Not light, that's for sure. Yeah. But when you look at how many clients Penguin House, Penguin Random House has, you're like, well, maybe they can sacrifice a little bit. So to, again, re- refresh everyone's mind, Penguin Random House they have their clients include Seven Cs, Kodansha, Square Enix, and Dark Horse, while Simon and Schuster distributes Viz. Again, these are all of the North American distributors for those clients. So, basically, that that arrangement would have given Penguin Random House a complete monopoly over what are arguably the biggest of all of the manga publishers in the world, um, specifically in North America. That would have completely just destroyed the market i i don't know we would there would be no controls over prices for manga you'd see barnes and noble being like uh i don't know 50 bucks a box the book that's fine yeah um authors we don't need them um so (laughs) good thing the u.s department of justice stepped in to stop that but that has led to the ceo leaving so uh interesting to see what's going to happen with penguin random house um Hopefully, I mean, in all truthfulness, do they really need Seven Seas, Kodansha, Square Enix, and Dark Horse? Like, that's those are four huge ones. I mean, those are pretty big companies, so I think they'll be like, I mean, they should be, they should be all right. I, I mean, think it's not like people are gonna stop consuming their product. Yeah, so it's... it's more just like, are they gonna be able to sustain having all four of those clients on, or will they have to start kind of breaking some of them off and selling? to uh other publishing companies but we'll have to see but uh the ceo has left i believe their the interim ceo is their cfo or cio um but they'll be announcing a new ceo ceo in the near future the second and quite arguably the bigger departure though is right stuff president and co-founder sean kleckner announced that he will be leaving the company on december 14th so this upcoming wednesday that's pretty soon yeah, yeah, not a lot of heads up. Uh, but Kleckner did voice his confidence in the current Right Stuff management team at Crunchyroll. A reminder to everyone that Crunchyroll did acquire the rights to Right Stuff on August 4th of this year to expand its e commerce service. Interesting to, to see if this is a result of that acquisition. Um, I know I learned just reading the article that Right Stuff started off as like a telescope company, <laughs> like way wow. back in like 1994 or something. Uh, it was. Now. Yeah, it was crazy. I know. What a what a what a crazy turn of events from looking at the stars to publishing and selling hentai. Um, but it's Sorry. it's interesting uh, interesting to see what's going to happen from this too. Just because I, I'm wondering 
how much Crunchyroll is sort of strong arming the right stuff staff to be like, hey, now you're a part of our organization and our big conglomeration of of companies that we're starting to acquire. So uh, you better get in line, shape up, or get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, I mean, it's never it's never fun when you just like when you're like two things working on your own pace, and then someone just like tells you to do something completely differently than how you were already doing it. So, I mean, I feel like there are going to be some bumps in the road to start, but hopefully things work out. Yeah. It, it, and then to that point, too, like we've seen a couple of instances, too, of like, I mean, the uh, biggest one, obviously, is the Crunchyroll Funimation acquisition where, again, people forget Funimation acquired Crunchyroll. So Sony bought the rights, Sony, the owner you know, of Funimation bought the rights to Crunchyroll from AT&T, but they used the Crunchyroll platform. So it's like, how much headbutting has there been to just be like, you know, our team's in charge of the UI and the platform and all of these updates and, you know, cu- you know, customer experience versus the Funimation team being like, yeah, but we bought you guys. So get in line. Like, I'm wondering just how much of the, there, there is of internal struggle between those two companies, um, specifically Crunchyroll, right stuff. Yeah. yeah, it does have to be weird because Crunchyroll is the thing that most anime fans know as as like the anime platform, right? So when you see Crunchyroll and it was bought out by Funimation, you're like, oh, Funimation was kind of like this, this like dub site where you could get all of the anime dubs, and then when Funimation bought out Crunchyroll, you we expected, or at least I expected everything to just kind of funnel over to the Funimation site, or like just to slowly get rid of Crunchyroll, but Crunchyroll yeah. just has this biggest, this bigger name, and it's more of an identity. So I feel like you can't really get rid of Crunchyroll altogether. So you kind of just have to live with it, and I feel like everyone wants. Crunchyroll to stick around because everyone is pretty high on the site. Everyone really likes it as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Crunchyroll definitely built out its brand a lot more than Funimation. And I think that's where I'm I you can kind of foresee some struggle between Crunchyroll and Right Stuff, which is because Right Stuff has built such a strong name as being a a huge seller of, you know, manga, Blu-ray, all of your other like uh, collectibles like plushies and keychains and all that stuff um whereas the, you know no one really thought of Crunchyroll as being like oh that's where you go to buy you know your figures and all your manga it's like no you buy that from right stuff so i'm wondering if there's a lot of again like that headbutting of hey we are Crunchyroll. everyone knows who we are you're just a, a seller of stuff versus right stuff is like yeah but we have the better website and the better name brand when it comes to that stuff. So we'll keep an eye out. We'll see what's going on. If it's anything like the Crunchyroll Funimation merger, it's going to take about three and a half years for anything to actually like come about from this. But sad to see this, the president and co-founder go, but hopefully moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, but all the best to those two gentlemen in the industry. Now we move on to our second news story of the day. Nothing can stop cosplayers except COVID. So kind of unfortunate news, but event organizers of Nipobashi Street Festival, Japan's biggest cosplay event, announced this past Wednesday that the event will be delayed due to concerns over the spread of COVID-19. 
The event, which takes place in Osaka's shopping district of Denden Town, draws over 200,000 people each year, which is astounding. Um, event organizers are continuing to talk with local residents and government agencies regarding how best to resume th- the event in the future. But as of Wednesday, they have postponed the 2023 cosplay event, uh, which is actually a parade, funny enough. Uh, the cos- I know. The cosplay parade had only ever been canceled twice before. The first was in 2011 after the earthquake and tsunami that struck uh, Toku, and in 2020 over the outbreak of COVID-19. Uh, crazy thing was that there was a scare in 2015 after an unexploded World War II-era bomb had been uncovered at a construction site near the parade just five days before the event was to be held. But that wasn't about to stop the cosplay parade from happening, and the event went on as scheduled. So not even as a bomb could stop them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, as it should. <laughs> Who cares if a, an unexploded arsenal piece of arsenal uh, artillery was stuck in the ground? We're just going to continue on with our merry way in this cosplay event. But I mean, if no one had found it, then it wouldn't have ever been an issue. See, I, I, exactly like, right. Like if, if if you don't uncover the mummy crypt, you can't be cursed. So if you don't exactly. uncover the bomb, you you can't explode. So right. Exactly. Like it would nothing nothing bad would have happened if it was discovered the day after. It's the Everyone correct. would have been like, oh, we were marching on a bomb dressed yeah. as our favorite anime characters. That's pretty raw. Like that's really cool. Yeah, I don't and think then, I don't think cosplayers could have wanted any better. A situation or environment to have marched in than for it to be over top of a bomb from a world war like i think that's that sort of puts a staple on the fact that this is the most insane and probably craziest event that they have for cosplays cosplayers in japan i didn't know that it was a two hundred thousand um person event like i thought it i didn't yeah i had heard of the uh i had heard of the festival before but i didn't i didn't know it was this big I had no idea either. So when I was reading through it, they were saying because I I saw you know a street festival and I thought oh you know it's it's gonna like a standard festival in Japan it's just celebrating cosplayers but no it's a full blown parade that people go to and attend and just you know sit in the streets like any you know American parade and you just watch cosplayers go by, but it draws in a crap ton of people, um in in Osaka's shopping district, which is, uh, again, from what I read, similar to, like, Tokyo's uh, Akihabara district, which is quite large, too. So, great event. Well, it's a shame. on my bucket list. I, I know. I am marking that down for 2024. <laughs> yeah, but... gotta, when, I get, when I get to Japan. Yes. Yeah, when we I can mean, all get there. getting a passport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Step number one, passport. Step number two, <laughs> festival. Yeah, it's it's a real shame though, uh, especially given the fact that it's due to COVID nineteen fears again. Um, especially with Japan in in recent months going from somewhat restricted travel to now completely open, um, still you know try to play it safe, wear mask when asked to, and everything. But they the the country had experienced a very very strong economic downturn because of the lack of of international travel and tourism. So it was great to see that they were opening up borders, but obviously this is is not not good. Hopefully it's only just a small little, you know, outbreak, if anything, of COVID-19. Hopefully it's not another wave of anything. So fingers crossed for everyone there. Um, Sad to hear about the event, but all the best wishes to those in the event who are planning out next year. I'm sure it'll be amazing, Um, and hopefully no more bombs are uncovered because – 
Well, I guess it doesn't matter, right? They're just gonna they're gonna do it no matter yeah, what. Uh, of, so. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, hopefully that they don't. Hopefully they don't discover the bomb until after. Right. Yeah. Attack. Yeah. But I mean, let's just hope that no nothing goes wrong. Like <laughs> there there's a better way of putting it. All smooth, easygoing cosplay. Like what? Well, yeah, because you know, cosplaying events are crazy enough. We don't need all the other extracurricular stuff going on. That's for sure. Precisely. Moving on to our next story. Uh, I have unfortunate news for everyone out there. There are more things to waste your money on. And unfortunately, it's more trading cards. So, uh, yeah, I know. So Bandai. I was, ex- <laughs> I was excited. I read through this script and I'm like, oh, sweet. I don't spend money on trading cards. And then I oh, read yeah. what trading cards were about and I got pissed yeah. because I like these things. Yeah, that was my take, too. We'll get into it a bit more, but to start, Bandai created a new official website last Wednesday where they announced a completely new crossover trading card game project titled Union Arena. Uh, The new TCG is scheduled to launch on March 24th next year. The card game, which is this is what's going to drag everyone in, is going to feature characters from a plethora of shows, including Jujutsu Kaisen, Hunter x Hunter, Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia, Code Geass, Bleach, and many, many more. So the first wave of starter decks and booster packs will contain Jujutsu Kaisen, Hunter x Hunter, and Code Geass. The second wave will be Demon Slayer and the Idolmaster. And then the following waves will include Tales of Arise, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, and Bleach in May of 2023, followed by My Hero in June of 2023. Uh, according to the schedule, it looks as though Bandai is releasing at least one new set, or I guess wave is what they're calling them, almost every single month, which is crazy. Uh, there's no trading card game I know of that has that many sets come out in quick succession. So and I was trying to save money. Yep, that's not going to happen. Uh, if you if you want to learn more about the game, uh, there is a quick trailer that was posted on Union Arena's YouTube page. You can find them at Union underscore Arena underscore TCG. But I'm I'm actually more shocked. I know there's obviously been some sort of agreement or arrangement with these different uh, licenses for obviously all the different shows, but like My Hero has its their own trading card game like like an actual trading card game demon slayer has trading cards which i think are just collectibles but like my hero has a full-blown trading card game that is combat based kind of similar to like a almost like street fighter street fighter arcade style in but trading card which is pretty cool um obviously one piece just had a a trading card game come out too yep so holding my wallet on that one it's i kudos to you because i I, as someone who has not watched through all of one piece i will say the card game looks really really interesting and i'm it's tempting to to dive into i mean i'm lucky that i'm not much of a card game person but like i'm a sucker for good i'm a sucker for cool looking stuff and this is some pretty cool looking stuff i don't i don't want to like taint the water anymore or like add some more poison in but uh don't look up weiss schwartz cards um as a card game it is one of the most insanely difficult to learn and i do not have any intention of learning it myself but the cards those things are fantastic okay well i'm actually looking it up right now (laughs) no don't don't do it it's a trap 
These um, are some cool looking cards. Yeah. These are expensive cards. These are very expensive cards too. Yeah. Sorry. Was that but, 50? Okay. Oh yeah. Don't 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 get it. Don't get fifteen thousand. Yeah. It's yeah. There's some cards that are yeah. Never. And uh, this is when Mochi's mind exploded from realizing just how lucrative the trading card game market is. I'm <laughs> jumping on this. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, I'd stay There's far away. There's got to be a way to... I, okay. Move we'll, on before my yeah. water <laughs> I was going to say, we'll, we'll get on quickly. Um, I am... So a couple theories I have with this. One... Disney is releasing a trading card game in, I think, Q1 or Q2 of this upcoming year that is from all of their different you know, licenses, all the different shows. And uh, according to the creators of it, which, you know, you take with a, with a grain of salt, they are saying they're trying to rival the big dogs of the trading, the, you know, the TCG world, which are Magic, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'm like, well, good luck. There's been... A laundry list of games before you that have come close but failed so yeah those you know. are kind of hard right get. but an interesting market though because you get the fans of disney that might not collect a lot of trading cards maybe a pokemon card here and there but don't play that'll go yeah i'll give it a try it's disney why not and you also have the trading card game enthusiasts that are like hey a new type of game that has different mechanics interesting to learn i could get into this so i'm wondering if bandai is going hmm well if, D if, if disney's doing it why don't we just do it but with anime make a somewhat easy card game to learn because again weiss schwartz is i i could not even begin to describe the intricacy of that game it would take months to learn um that's a podcast yeah yeah that's that's it that's that's an entire that's a podcast mini series i think um <laughs> so they're probably like hey let's create a easy to learn game but incorporates all of these different anime licenses because why not let's just hit the market i think this is going to do really well the concern though is there is no current dates for when it's going to be in the united states <laughs> this is oh. just for the japanese versions so who knows when it's going to make its way over. It might be like too close or just behind the Disney release that people just might not care so much, but we'll have to see. The other thing though, like I said earlier, is like, I don't know what this is going to do for like the standalone games for these series, like the My Hero game, the One Piece game, the Dragon Ball Z games. Like they all have their own standalone trading card games. So is this going to completely disrupt those and like drive a stake into that market and just be like, nope, this is this is the trading card game you buy now. Don't you don't buy those. You buy those to collect, you buy this to play. Like, who knows what's gonna happen there? I I think it's gonna I honestly I it might depend on the intricacy of the game because it's probably gonna be it depending on that, it's gonna be more of it may or may not be more niche yeah so people may or may not enjoy it more or less than the other ones or people are just going to play both because they're simple enough to understand and play for people to like actually enjoy both yeah i they haven't released like a lot of the cards themselves but i think the the best way to get people just to play this game not as a, a solely collectible card game but as a you know a viable play every day type of game 
is to just have the cards be like you have your 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 commons, your uncommons, and your rares. There's no fancy quadruple rare supreme alt art shiny version 2.0 that's one in 500 boxes that's worth 10 billion dollars right none of that stuff we're gonna make them all pretty easy to get because we want people to just play and learn and enjoy the game and it's not gonna be just like buy 50 boxes to get your one ultra supremo shiny card like who knows because like my hero and Dragon Ball, I think One Piece 2, they they do that. Similar to like other card games, right? It's like, oh, you can get out of every five boxes, you have a one in ten chance of getting this card, and people just go crazy. So it's a battle yeah. of a battle of do you want it to be a collectible versus do you want it to be like just a, a viable card game? Um I'm 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 interested to see what their approach is gonna be in that regard. No, I definitely agree. The re- the biggest reason why card games have never been super for me is because of like the line between getting rare cards and their viability in like the actual game. Yeah. Agreed. It's it's funny. I've heard um I'm I'm more of a Magic the Gathering person myself, but I've I've heard from those who play and collect Pokémon that um to to build like a tournament winning Pokemon deck costs like 17 bucks because the no one no one actually like thinks those cards are valuable in terms of like like rarity level. It's just in play in terms of playability, like they're the cheapest cards. But then everyone pays five hundred dollars for a Charizard that like no one uses in decks, apparently. So it's it's interesting how everyone's approach to the card game is different. So it'll I'm I'm wondering what Bandai will do knowing just kind of like how those how the markets operate how the consumers uh, like react to different cards and their values and things like that and if their approach is hey let's make it let's make it a collectible or hey let's actually teach people how to play make it a fun game for everyone to learn and not worry about you know rarity levels let's just make a good card game but we will see yeah that's something i can get behind oh yeah <laughs> make yeah. a good game yeah, are you? T- you're so. You're wait. You're telling me you're gonna make a good game? That's take my money. That's unheard of. <laughs> For a trading card game? No, we want shiny things. We just want yes. shiny things. No one wants to play with them. <laughs> but we'll see in 2023. But happening right now in the year 2022 on this 12th day of December, we have my most hated segment, but Frankfurter's most loved. The new dates and announcements, air horns go off, blinker uh, flashers and poppers go off. New stuff, new stuff, yeah, new stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is just a long, long list of a lot of things that people don't care about, but we go through it every week because if there's just one person that cares, then that's all that matters to us. So here we go. We're going right into it. Dragon Goes House Hunting manga ends, gets spinoff in January. Um, never heard of it, but I'm interested now because I want to watch and read about a dragon that goes house hunting because that sounds lovely. Kodansha's, yeah, I mean, mean, if that was on the HGTV, I would definitely be watching that channel more. Oh, absolutely. Dragons on HGTV. Yeah. Uh, Just like that's how you make every every show better. It's like (laughs) someone (laughs) someone going for houses. Yeah. It's a dragon. Arcade, no. arcade was getting a little moist, so we decided to move to the Beverly Hill. <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd be sweet. 
Uh, Kodansha's monthly Shonen magazine gets a new web publication, which is interesting. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, the mangaka of World is Still Beautiful will launch a new manga miniseries titled Shining Star on December 20th. The mangaka of A Springtime with Ninjas will launch a new manga titled Be My First Love of Love Again on December 28th. Hitalia World Stars and Sori Club mangas will both be taking a short break due to the author's poor health. We hope you get better soon. The Blue Lock spin-off novel series gets a second novel in January and a third to come in the fall of 2023. Children of the Whales manga ends its serialization with next chapter. Crunchyroll is going to be releasing Makoto Shinj- uh, Shinjaki's newest film, Suzume. Sorry, I probably mispronounced that. Uh, outside of Asia, starting on April 12th, uh, it'll be in the United States and Canada on April 14th on Crunchyroll, so be sure to mark your calendars for that. The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten anime will air on January 7th. Gundam, The Witch from Mercury anime's first part will be ending on January 8th due to special programming. So if you are watching this series weekly and wondering why there is no sh- no episode on December 18th or January 1st, it is because both of those broadcasts have been suspended and the anime season will end on January 8th. So just heads up, there will be two weeks behind the current calendar. Your Under Arrest manga gets its first new chapter in three Yes, I said three decades on December 23rd. Goodness. Oh, my God. I would be shocked if there are still people around who remember reading it when it came out and were like, holy shit, I remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, they don't. <laughs> I, yeah, if you do, I mean, I judge you. You're probably like one of the ways I heard of it before anyone else did. But if you actually do read it, uh, congratulations. It's coming back after three decades on December 23rd. Uh, Inuo, Drifting Home, and Goodbye Don Gleese are all confirmed eligible for this year's Oscars, along with 27 animated films in total. Fate, Strange Fake, Whispers of Dawn anime, uh, this special, is delayed from December 31st, and a new date is to be announced. So if you are looking out for that special from the Fate series, it has been delayed from December 31st due to production issues, and a new date will be announced later on. Crunchyroll, I know, all those two Fate fans out there that are just crying. I'm sure they're reeling. Crying in their body pillows, just like, (laughs) how could they do this to us? Uh, Crunchyroll adds Liz and the Bluebird, Makia, Isekai Quartet, Another World, The Wonderland, Penguin Highway, and many more films on the platform. So be on the lookout for all those new films that are becoming on Crunchyroll soon. I know an Idanshi sci-fi manga gets an anime from Madhouse. Shinhanko Mao Shoujo Risuku, Risoka, excuse me, manga goes on hiatus for author's maternity leave. So congratulations to the author of that series. We wish you the best. Gundam Thunderbolt manga goes on a two-month hiatus. Cutie and the Beast, which I should tell my wife because she's been wondering where the heck this manga's been every time we go to Second and Charles and Barnes and Noble. Uh, the Cutie and the Beast manga will resume after an 11-month hiatus. I did not realize it was on 11-month hiatus, but it's coming back. Hiroshi. Well, now you do, and it's back. Yep, and now I have a reason to tell. I'm like, honey, it's okay. They were on a hiatus. We just didn't know about it. It'll be back soon. <laughs> She's, like, dying to keep reading that series. The Hiroshi Motomiya launches a new manga about a politician named Kurokia Takahashi in December. Uh, Takahashi was a historical manga. It's a, excuse me. It's a historical manga 
focusing on Korokiya Takahashi, who is accredited for pulling Japan out of the Great Economic Depression with his very con- very controversial financial policies. Not sure how interesting that series will be. Definitely doesn't sound anything like um, your boy Kong Ming, but uh, who knows? It, it could be interesting. We'll have to see. And then, okay. yeah, you know, who knows? Uh, that manga is going to be launched in uh, sometime this month. I, this one just caught my eye because of the name. Uh, Heat the Pig Liver anime unveils cast and visual and is slated to premiere in 2023. I've never heard of it, but um, title alone, I mean, titles can get me most of the time. If you have an interesting title, uh, you, you can normally at least get me hooked on at least on one or two episodes. So I'll, I'll be keeping my out, eye out for Heat the Pig Liver to I, come I out. I just want to know what it's about. I, I, my, like no my clue. My initial thought is like, this is probably a cooking manga. I something well, it if it is, it's sad because um, the the cover of the manga, which is in Japanese, I don't know if there's any English translations. There might be some um, copies online, you know, photo scans online or anything in English. But uh, it is the cover is of a girl with a very cartoonish pig in her hand, like a very chubby, fat, cartoonish pig. So, you want me to read the synopsis? <laughs> oh, please do. If you have it in front of you, please do. Synopsis from the uh, Dengeki.fandom page of Heat the Pig Liver. I'm a dull nerd who lost consciousness after eating raw pork liver. When I thought I was reincarnated in another world, I was just a pig. <gasps> it was Jess, a girl who could read people's hearts, who helped me roll in the pig pen. Uh, oh my she, gosh. But from the perspective of a pig. Oh, oh no. No. It's wait, so oh no. Wait, oh, oh no. Is it like Life of Inumaki's Dog? So if you if you haven't heard there's a manga that's coming out um I actually think it's it's coming out in January, but it's I, called Life as Inumaki's Dog and it's supposed to be a very very etchy slice of life where the perspective Yeah, is, I saw that. Yeah, okay. So the dog and the girls like the dog yeah, a little too much. I, yeah. The, okay, from what I'm understanding um it's a from the perspective of a pig. Okay, so so kind of the same. A little, yeah, it's, uh, a, it's based on a light novel. Oh and no! Watch so it get. I'd have to actually read it. Watch it get really dark, and he just witnesses a bunch of the farm animals to get slaughtered on a daily. But the but the there girl just s- saves him constantly. There are seven volumes. There are seven. Oh my volumes. stars! Well, for all of you out there who love Heat the Pig Liver, uh, you are getting your wish, and an anime will be premiering in 2023. So I keep a... gonna read that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's on your list now. I can already tell. It's on mine. I'm looking it up right after we end this. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Golden Kamui anime's fourth season will restart in April 2023 with the first episode. In case you missed it, uh, episodes 17 th- seven through 13, excuse me, were delayed after a main staff member had passed away during production. So our hearts go out to the production staff and everyone and their family. But the fourth season will restart on April 20 in April 2023 uh for all those if Frank was here he'd be like this is a series I know you like her 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 um 2.5 dimensional seduction manga will get an anime uh from what I know it's a very very etchy series so uh if you're into that which not gonna lie it's probably me too uh look out for the anime coming sometime soon uh 10 sometimes etchy is pretty good hey 
I, just because it's etchy doesn't mean it's not good. No, no, no. I am I am the person that's in the streets marching down, vo- like voicing for more rights for etchy and to not be cast as an outcast for having a lot of etchy <laughs> manga and animes in the recommendations. So don't worry. Yeah. I'm, I'm cheering everyone else on. I I will, like I said, I'm, I'm going to likely be watching this regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I like the name. These names, like... If if any if you don't like anime, at least give the names credit because these are some like intriguing we've had, names. We've had some pretty good ones. We've we've had ridiculous ones that are like three pages long, like just a name of a show. So these these yeah. ones are pretty quick and sweet and and kind of catch your eye. So yeah, uh, two point five dimensional seduction. We'll be getting anime sometime in the near future. Uh, ten short sci-fi manga from Fujio F. Fujiko will get live-action adaptations sometime soon. Adachi and Shimamura novel series will end in its twelfth volume. Space Space Brothers manga is in its final stage with ending planned quote soon. So kind of cryptic, but it's ending at some point. Uh, Tetsu Kusamoto will launch a new manga titled Homeless Beast on December thirtieth. Oshinoko, I know a lot of people are really interested in this and excited about this news. Uh, the Oshinoko anime reveals its teaser and cast and is scheduled to premiere in April 2023. So happy for all of you Oshinoko fans out there. The Black Clover manga will take a two-week break due to production circumstances and is scheduled to return on December 26th. Uh, a couple more news for Black Clover. The anime also revealed a new original character and... There will be a volume 23.5 bonus for theater goers for the Black Clover Sword of the Wizard King film, which comes out in Japan, I think, this month. I'm not sure. Um, but kudos to all you theater goers that get the little bonus. Yeah, good for them. And to all those who grab them and sell them on eBay, screw you. <laughs> you Enjoy dirty, your dirty, dirty money. Yeah, you dirty, dirty people. Enjoy your uh, dirty money. <laughs> similar situation with this one. Uh, the Suzume film will be distributing spin-off novels of the film titled Suzume no Tojimari Tama, uh, Tamaki-san no Monogatari uh, to be two theater goers, and there's only going to be 150,000 copies of the novel that will be available. Um, so again, have fun getting Enjoy. all your dirty, yeah. dirty, disgusting money. Uh, Reservin manga takes a break and will resume in March 2023. Zenbu Bokuasu manga will end in three chapters. Technodroid Overmind anime will uh, to premiere on January 4th. Yuhei, Yuhei Ojino's uh, to launch a new manga titled Kodoku no Immortal. Uh, the Ino-O film receives a Golden Globe nomination, so congratulations Go. to them as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And arguably the two biggest stories to come out in the recent days, uh, actually one today, Netflix is going to be producing a live-action Hollywood My Hero Academia film with writer Joby Harold, who is uh, best known for his work on Obi-Wan Kenobi and Army of the Dead. So I am in the same boat. I will rarely, 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 if ever, give live-action even a a smidgen of hope. And I don't think I'm going to give it to My Hero in this case either, but... Like, I don't think that it's, I, my hero is already such a polarizing anime when oh, it comes to yes. fan base. 
So whoever decided to greenlight this and whoever got the reins Satan. to make it was, this. It was Satan. So Satan greenlit it and whoever yeah. Satan gave the um directing directing um position to, that person like has a death wish because you can't do anything without making it badly. So, so it's it's astounding to me too cuz what a lot of people in, in the United States don't understand too is that in Japan they make live action adaptations out of a lot of anime series, like a lot a lot. Like not just films, like full-blown like theater performances, full-blown television series, like separate from the anime, like live action is not very like uncommon or out of this world in Japanese production. Here though it is, and it's always done shittily. Like very. it's never been done well. Though even the Full Metal Alchemist one, not good. We don't talk about Attack on Titan because that shit is garbage. Like the the Death Note utter trash so it's like, astounding to me that they keep someone keeps throwing money and going live action it's netflix it's netflix <laughs> netflix you can please. imagine you can imagine my utter terror with the uh one piece live action oh my like, yeah i know uh H. Oda, the author is heavily involved in the creation of it but that doesn't mean that I'm still not terrified because every live action anime adaptation that I've seen has been bad. And if you take my favorite thing and make it bad, like I'm just no, going to be very upset. Because here's how you do it, right? Because one of my favorite series is Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, like many others out there. You have to separate them. The live action is a bastard child of the show. We don't even acknowledge really its existence. Okay? okay, it's not associated with it. So the One Piece live action—that's not One Piece, right? That's like that's basically a spinoff. Okay, but that's only if it's bad. <laughs> okay, if it's yeah, right, good, selected. If it's yeah, <laughs> right, if it's, right. If it's yeah, it's a bastard stepchild. If it's shitty, if it's good, it's if like it's the good, golden like, child, right? Yeah, it's like a it's like a stepchild that came in that like it's like a stepchild that came in with like a ton of money. And was just like you have super, to be nice, like, yeah. Super cool dude, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I just yeah, to to me, it's it's also annoying because Netflix does such a piss poor job of advertising the anime that's on its platform already that they're like, hmm, right? What can we do for the anime community on Netflix? Let's just, just keep more live action. Let's just <laughs> let's. I it's for some reason I'm getting a sense that people really gravitate towards live action they have good responses meanwhile every other anime fan out there is like if you show me one more live action i will gouge my eyes out with the my H, my hdmi cable so i can never use your platform again please for the love of god stop so right I, uh. for all of you out there that are excited congrats for all of you other normal human beings that aren't mouth breathers um i guess we'll just have to see how good it is but I'll that, watch from a distance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just... I will watch the the TikTok clips that will eventually come out to be like, is it actually good? Hmm. Right. <laughs> so that is the, no date yet, but it is uh, to be produced sometime soon. Um, and our final news of the day, and uh, again, quite arguably one of the bigger announcements, the Demon Slayer Swordsmith Village arc anime will premiere in April with a one-hour special. 
This is in addition to a world tour screening of the Demon Slayer, the upper ranks gather and onward to the Swordsmith Village, which will begin on February 3rd and air in 80 countries. That will be coming to the United States and Canada on March 3rd. So kind of similar to this previous season where we had um, the end of the first season, the Mugen Train movie, and then the second season of the Entertainment District. Um, I believe there's going to be this movie is going to sort of bridge the gap between the Entertainment District and the Swordsmith Village arc. Uh, so look out for that movie to come out in the United States and Canada at select theaters on March 3rd. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm waiting for. Like, yeah. I, man, I love Demon Slayer. It's it's so pretty. Oh my <laughs> gosh, yeah. It's so, like, it's one of those anime where it's like, where people love to dog on it for being, like, too basic or too, like, plots too basic, plots not deep enough, characters are too one-dimensional. I'm like, I don't care. Like, you could have a basic plot like that, but the characters are cool, and the action is cool, so I'm going to say the show is cool. Yep. Like, you can't... I, I mean, no, I couldn't have said it better myself. Frank and I have talked about it before, the, like, and you said it, like, to a T exactly how we said it. The story is nothing to write home about. Like, the, the, the environment itself, the settings are pretty cool. The characters are interesting enough. Uh, you know, demons, again, not out of this world. It's just how everything is put together. They do it in a very unique, visually appealing way, and it flows really nice, and it it feels like a really good, well-put-together shonen. Like, it's right. that's just it. it. Like, you don't right. need to ask too much more for a series that's just chop off, you know, you just chop off demon heads, right? I want cool scene, battle scenes. I want interesting characters and let's put them in really kind of unique environments. And that's it. You know, I don't have to have deep lore into the fucking history of the great great grandfather who started that. No, I don't need that shit. Like just yeah. give me the basic stuff. I'm I'm really exactly. happy with this. So I I I'm interested to see how it goes. It's Demon Slayer is the one series that I have the entire manga set for. I am I've been planning Ooh. to read it. I've told myself I'm going to read it. I haven't gotten <laughs> around to it, so I might just ass blast my way through it before the new season because I I do want to kind of know what's coming ahead because Entertainment District was great, but mm -hmm. every single week I was like, I just want to know what happens next. I just right? want to know, please. So I'm, I, I might read it, but we'll see. I'm definitely going to read it. I'm going to finish up Jujutsu Kaisen and then I'm going to finish Demon Slayer and who knows where I'm going to go from there. Hopefully I'll have Demon Slayer done by the time that this um, the Swordsmith Village arc comes out. Yeah, a couple months to go. But yeah, be on the lookout for that. Again, the new season will air in April 2023. The movie leading up to the new season will be airing in the United States and Canada on March 3rd. And those were your new dates and announcements for this week. Air horns, clackers, yay. yay. New stuff, yeah. yay. We're going to wrap up this show with our last news story. How many goddamn times can a giant lizard emerge from the ocean until we fucking learn? So, uh, Toho, uh, probably. Yeah, they've got at least <laughs> that many. Uh, Toho International recently appointed Kristen Parcell and Stacey Burt with the intention of having those two build an e-commerce platform catered to the fandom of Toho's Godzilla franchise. 
Uh, this new platform will showcase existing products and exclusives in addition to expanding into its other properties in the near future. This platform is slated to be released in 2023. In addition, Toho is also producing a new Godzilla film for the franchise with Takahashi Yamazaki as the director and writer, and that film is set to debut on November 3rd, 2023, which is also known, and I didn't know this, as Godzilla Day. So, interesting stuff coming out of Toho. Um, Also interesting that Toho International, which is actually the North American-based subsidiary of Toho, or I guess not subsidiary, but company to to the larger Toho conglomerate. Um, this is where that platform is being built. So it, it to me it looks like they're trying to push Godzilla more into the you know North America markets. So it might just come in the form of more products and like exclusives from the films. It also could be in the form of like new television shows in addition to movies. So. We'll have to see, but seems like they're they're going balls deep into Godzilla again, which, if any of you know the size of Godzilla, are some pretty good sized balls there. I don't see. I don't have any actual issues with this. Uh, about being honest, Godzilla is um one of the things that I feel like most people can just generally be like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like giant lizard, pretty cool, and just making content around that like you saw the content and the buzz around godzilla versus kong oh yeah so like capitalizing on giant lizard destroying shit that's pretty like like that's a that's a gold mine as far as content and uh watchability and and building an audience so why wouldn't you push into it yeah i mean no matter what your age is and demographic anything Nothing will be as entertaining as watching something giant destroy smaller things. Like, look at how popular Transformers are. And they have no right to be that popular. But you throw giant mechs, you know, robot things into cities that are just causing explosions, Michael Bay explosions left and right, and, you know, crashing into each other and just giant fight scenes. Like, yeah, you're going to watch that. Why not? So now People liked Pacific Rim. People liked... Kong oh yeah, Godzilla. People like Gundam. People liked Neon Genesis Evangelion. People like <laughs> that shit. It's cool. Yes, and you know it. Robots are all cool and dandy, but nothing beats turning a you know baby bearded dragon into this giant towering destructo beast. You know, so and have it fight a giant moth or three headed dragon. You know, get some yeah. cool stuff out there. So. It's cool. Make it more. Yep. Yep. Well, <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope if Kristen Parcell and Stacey Bird, if you if you two are listening, working on your new e-commerce pat- platform, we're excited to see what you guys have in store. Let's see more Godzilla. I want more big lizards yes. destroying buildings. Yes, and maybe with a monkey. Yeah, monkey or two. That'd be that'd be pretty nice. Yeah. None of this crocodile bullshit. We want monkeys. No, yeah, monkeys big, big monkey and maybe a robot lizard as well that would be mm, oh okay i see what you're doing i see where you're getting at there all right yeah (laughs) our last segment (laughs) as always one of our favorite segments is our manga and anime recommendations of the week where we ask where we ask where we ask you to tell us what we should be reading no we tell you what you should be reading or watching that we have been over the weeks uh mochi since you're the guest i'll have you go first what is your recommendation thank you very much um Read Chainsaw Man. I uh, I watched the 
uh, the first, the first few, I watched the first few episodes of Chainsaw Man as they were coming out, and I had a buddy of mine be like, "Yo, you should just read it," and I'm like, "I don't know, maybe, okay." And so I started reading it, and I'm like, "I was it took me a week to get to chapter 30, and when, and then I hit chapter 30, and I read the read the next 82 chapters in a single day." It, <laughs> oh my god, I didn't realize that. Cha- Chainsaw, the Chainsaw Man manga has got to be the most insane balls to the wall crazy amazing shit i've i've read in a long time like there is a like i'm a huge one piece fan and i texted my friend being like take like put one piece on the back burner for a sec read chainsaw man that's how serious i was about this dang like the anime is going to go absolutely insane. I'm so excited for it. The the manga is so much better than I ever could have imagined. Maybe I'm overhyping it. I don't think I am. It is just so good. Go read Chainsaw Man and then tell me what you think of it. Because every person that I've said go read Chainsaw Man to and they've read Chainsaw Man, they've come back to me and they're like, dude, that was insane. I don't, like They're just speechless. Yeah. It's, um, I, I will say, since since the anime is coming out, we don't give spoilers uh it is a roller coaster um from start to finish have you read Def- it oh yeah no i'm i am oh, yeah. i am through part one into part two. Oh, for sure so like, i like okay no spoilers but like that snowball fight like yeah yeah <laughs> definitely uh li- living in a living in a state that is is snowy most of the year um it oh, definitely me too. Definitely seeing small children play snowball fights is just going to have a whole other imagery in my head. I'm just gonna, it's going to be like that Squidward meme where I'm staring out the window just <laughs> yeah. in a dark room watching these kids. It's like they don't know what I've read. Yeah, they don't know the truth behind what they're doing. No, I definitely second that. Uh, if you're if you're reading it, if you're re- watching it, too, um, you know, obviously the series is fantastic. But if you have time, yeah, I would also second reading Chainsaw Man. Uh, my recommendation for this week, uh, a very different vibe feel overall. It's uh, it's called Cherry's Love is 8 Meters. It's a manga that you can find online. I don't believe it's on Manga uh, Manga Plus yet. Uh, there is a site I use called mangadex.com where you can read free scans from different series that haven't been fully serialized in North America yet. Uh, but it's a wonderful slice of life about a high school friend who just had a growth spurt by the time high school started, and that growth spurt landed her at eight meters tall. So it's it's unique. That's just the, her character is unique. Nothing else crazy about it. It's just a standard slice of life, uh, but it is very adorable. If you, in between reading the chapters of Chainsaw Man, fill, fill your heart and void with uh, some Cherry's Love is Eight Meters. It'll definitely help... Uh, lessen the blows as you make your way through that series so well mochi i really appreciate you coming on as a guest uh if the people out there listening and watching want to know more about you or follow you or engage with you where could they do that uh so i am on i'm on tiktok twitter and twitch uh at mochi cast that is mochi c-a-s-t um, I appreciate being uh, asked to come on here. Uh, as I said earlier, I love talking about anime with anyone who will lend me an ear, let alone a platform to do so. So again, thank you very much for having me. It's been a blast. Yeah, of course. We always love having guests on, especially someone as 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 in 
ingrained in the anime and manga community and as lively when it comes to talking about those subjects. So we really appreciate you being on. And we also want to thank every one of you who joined this week to listen and watch the podcast. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. If you want to keep the fun going, as always, head over to our Twitter where you can find our link tree to our socials, including our YouTube, TikTok, and Discord. We want to thank you all again for listening. And as always, we'll see you next time. Take care, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back up! Baka na no.